Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're listening to this, but welcome back to Crossing the Jordan. Today is an always more Wednesday. Uh, Last Wednesday, we talked about religion without divine revelation. So we looked at a whole lot of different religions, spiritualities all throughout history, and a lot of it is is men searching for God, but the Christian message is God searching for men and revealing himself in the fullness of time uh, as the Jewish Messiah, Jesus, and him suffering on a cross to die for us, to give us new life, and, um, and him founding the Catholic Church. And that is the uh, fullness of of divine revelation and truth not because of what men did but because of what god did and god continues to do through his incredible merciful unmerited grace so today i want to talk about what happens when you don't have the magisterium the magisterium is the teaching uh, authority of the church And first, I actually want to clarify or make clear the distinctions between the Word of God and Scripture and tradition and the church and how they work together. Um, And they're not supposed to be separated. And I think this will be a really good learning point for both Catholics and non-Catholics. We talked previously uh, about, about both of those topics in previous series and episodes talking about Scripture uh, tradition and the church and the authority of the church. And I think this will help a lot of non-Catholics and a lot of Catholics, actually, because a lot of times those, uh, the Word of God and church get, like, penned against each other, but they're actually so, they're intertwined, and uh, you can't separate them, and that's what this whole episode is going to be about. But I want to clarify, because I think a lot of Catholics tend to say, well, we have the church, and so therefore I don't need to read the scriptures or anything like that. Um, and then the Protestants will say, you know, I have I have scripture, and then they try to, well, well, and I've tried this when I was a Protestant as well, to seem like the, the Bible is apart from the church and that the Catholics really don't, you know, read their Bibles or something like that, right? But no, uh, and I think this is going to be really helpful. In Catechism, 80, paragraph 86, it says, Yet the magisterium is not superior to the word of God, but is its servant. So who has all authority? The Word of God. And we had a Always More Wednesday talking about what is the Word of God. Jesus Christ is the Word of God incarnate. So it's fulfilling um, all of the Old Testament, all the Old Covenants, and, and, and now it becomes a pure relationship that we're in Jesus, child of the Father, power of the Holy Spirit, and we walk in that newness of life in the new covenant relationship that we have in the Eucharist and the Holy Spirit. And we hear the, the Word of God in Scripture and in tradition and uh and so go back and listen to those if if you would like but um so the word of god has all the authority obviously god has all the authority and the church is the servant of the the word of of god which is both scripture and tradition and i don't want to get too much into that topic so go back and listen to that if you would like talking about scripture and tradition um but just like the so like when we talk about the authority in scripture where and of the church in scripture where it says you know in first timothy three fifteen that the church is the pillar and bulwark of truth well who who is truth jesus so it's the church founded on the apostles and the prophets that is the servant of the word of god so it's its servant to teach the truth and so it's it's a guiding mechanism of the word of god to protect 
to guide the, the faithful so we don't have to wonder what, not, what is true and what's not, and to properly interpret scripture and tradition based on the, the, how the magisterium has taught for 2,000 years. And that's why a tradition is so important. But anyways, I thought that'd be a helpful clarifying point. And so with that, let's get into today's topic of talking about what happens when you do not have that magisterium, that teaching authority of the church. Um, and I'm gonna, and we're gonna see uh, at the end that you lose both tradition and you lose, uh, even get to the point of losing losing scripture itself, uh, and you lead all the way to heresy of all the things that Christians, the foundations of Christian uh, beliefs. Um, in that process. So when you first look at the beginning of history, you work from beginning to end on how faithful the church is being the pillar and bulwark of truth is at the very beginning, they didn't have scripture. It was found, it was the apostles authority that Jesus gave them. That was their teaching body. And we see all of that um, and, and scripture in our previous episodes that we've talked about. Um, but in the fir- very first century, they had to, in Acts 15, they had to go to the church that was founded on on Peter and, and uh, Matthew 16 and given uh, to the teaching authority as well, the the other apostles in Matthew 18, where when people have a disagreement or they can't come to a decision, what do they do? Jesus tells them to go to the church and that church can't be invisible because he tells them to go to a church to to declare the truth. And if they don't listen to the church, he says, then treat them like, like a pagan to excommunicate. So and we see that exact same ha- thing happening in Acts 15 when even uh, Paul cannot f- cannot uh, suade anybody about if Christians need to become Jews by being circumcised and following the the law of Moses and all the the all the um, dietary uh, rules and all of those things. But they so that what do they ha- what do they do? They go to the church and Peter stands up and declares the infallible truth that they, you do not have to become. Jewish to become Christian, and so that happened. That's uh, that was infallibly, and that's where we actually get the word uh, dogma, where they decided dogma, and so, and then we see that happening in the very first few centuries, and it wasn't until the third century where the every single thing that every Christian will we all take for granted now is people died over these heresies, but. These heresies were Jesus wasn't divine. Uh, they attacked the Trinity. They um, even attacked Scripture. They did all these things, and it was the church that said, "No, Jesus is one person with two human natures, but hypostatic union. You can't separate the two. He's not two persons. He has a human and a divine will." There's the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, each of them distinct from each other, each of them fully possessing uh, the divine nature. They're not parts of God. Um, and then they, and there was the church that came and and uh, said, and closed the canon at the end of the fourth century, in the late three hundreds, to say these are the Old Testament scriptures. Here's the New Testament scriptures, and there was a lot of thing, a lot of those letters that were being read in mass. So they used tradition. They said, well. And you can see that in the very first and second century. And you can even see it right in scripture when people would go out to teach authoritatively, but what would be their basis of knowing if it was true or not? Are you from the apostles? Are you from the, the authority that Jesus 
started that serves the true tradition that Jesus has handed on to the apostles, right? So we see this all the way from the beginning and how the church has always been faithful, not because of human beings uh, getting together, but because those human beings getting together on the authority of Jesus Christ to teach matters of morals and faith and that would be guiding and always be the pillar and bulwark of truth. And so you see down through the centuries the church being faithful, teaching the exact same things that were uh, were believed from the beginning, but then dogmatically defining it later based on people attacking attacking the truth or attacking the nature of Jesus or, or uh, understanding of God and the revelation of God. And people were arguing, guess what, from Scripture. They thought they were interpreting Scripture right, but the Scripture always needs to be, the Word of God, written and oral, needs to be fit in to um, and to be served by the magisterium of the church, to be led by the church that remains faithful to the Word of God and tradition and Scripture. So, And we see this happening now, where heresies are repeating themselves because we're breaking off from the magisterium, and then what happens is you lose tradition, And when you lose tradition, you get all the way to contradicting scripture, where people will pull out certain verses and make them fit into what they believe. They impress what they want to believe, what they, what their tradition is on the scriptures, right? So, and that's, this is how heresies begin. So, uh, and what do we see today? We have people teaching, obviously, on their their own magisterium, they're their own pope and bishops. So a lot of pressure is on them actually to get up and teach um, on what they think is the correct way to interpret it, everything. Um, but in basing, uh, their, they start their own traditions. Everybody's following a tradition because it just means handing on. So then they want to impress their own beliefs on the scriptures. So then they approach the scriptures and say, well, here it is. I just need scripture alone. I just need faith alone. I don't need the sacraments of the church. The priesthood isn't there. The magisterium of the church isn't there. I just need me and my Bible, and it's just me and Jesus, and we're going to do this thing however we want. And uh, I have the Holy Spirit, and so I'm just going to go and take this Bible with me. And so those are traditions of men. Those were started by men. And it gets all the way to the point where it's attacking, it's it's the heresies that were battled with in the first four centuries even of the church that every is foundational to the Christian beliefs that are now being repeated again. So what do we have that started in the you know, 17th, 18th century where even there were churches that were, they believed to be Christian, but they wouldn't even believe that Jesus is divine. We have, you know, we have uh, Je- the Jehovah Witnesses today that, that, you know, they carry their Bible, but they don't believe that Jesus is God and they they. They have to work their own theology into the Bible. And, um, and then we see that with a lot of churches, a lot of uh, either mainline Protestantism or even the non-denominational that begins their own traditions because they, they, they don't want the magisterium of the church, so then they make their own tradition, and then that tradition contradicts the Word of God. And next thing you know, unfortunately, we're following traditions of men. Um, I went to a church in college, a non-denominational church, who didn't even believe in hell. They taught that God is love, and they couldn't figure out a way in their theology to uh, to um, bring together a, the goodness of God, but the existence of hell and the existence of Satan. But then, right in Scripture itself, you have Jesus talking. Of, he's the one who talks most about the reality of hell and Satan and demons and all of these things that people don't want to fit into into their theology. And that is both on the faith side, where the just beliefs about Jesus, beliefs about the afterlife, uh, beliefs about 
this life and the, sac- the sacraments or what we need to do to be saved. And this is, it is just a testament of showing that scriptures were never intended to be, well, here's exactly what you need to believe. The G- Jesus didn't write anything. He didn't say, he didn't say anything like that. The apostles didn't write anything that, you know, we're closing, uh, everything, everything before we die, we're going to write down. And that's the only thing that is, is, uh, is authoritative no they gave the uh this teaching authority onto their successors that would be faithfully handed on to the next generation of the church and so as we have seen today from the very beginning uh after jesus's death the resurrection and ascension into heaven he gave authority to the apostles and from the very beginning it was always going to the magisterium who faithfully transmitted the word of god to the Christian people, and that's exactly how Jesus set it up. That's how it's been for uh, for 2,000 years in the Catholic Church. And we have seen throughout all the 2,000-year histories of the Church where people, when they would fall away from the magisterium, they would fall into heresy and fall away from the fullness of truth. Um, and this is what we see happening time and time again today where people would be their own magisterium, um, they would come up with their own traditions, and they would contradict even Scripture itself. And they will teach and have false ideas about faith and morals and they would lose the sacraments and uh, that's actually how a lot of people come into the church is all these like Protestant pastors who love scripture they're they ever they have a tough time reading pieces of scripture where it says you need to eat my flesh and drink my blood you need to baptize um, with water and spirit and uh, you need to go the church is the pillar and bulwark of truth um, they talk about suffering and all these things, it's actually how a lot of people end up going to the Catholic Church because they're trying to, they have, they already have this theology that they impress upon the scriptures, but then when the scripture speaks, it's not like their theology, so they have to work around it somehow. Um, and then they ultimately say, they ultimately see that, no, the, the truth is already found in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church that Jesus founded. I don't need to rework Christianity. And so, um, Catholics, read the Bible. It is the Word of God. Read Scripture. Read the Catechism. Read the lives of the saints. Know uh, your faith. Encounter Jesus in Scripture. My Protestant brothers and sisters, come and see the beauty, the goodness, the fullness of the Catholic faith, which is the fullness of the new covenant lifestyle in Jesus that he established, that he guides, that he leads into all truth. And you can bring everything with you into the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church isn't less, it's so much more. It is incredible, it's life-changing, it is life-giving, and it is what Jesus established and positively and actively desires all of us to to be a part of that new covenant family in the church of God, the bride of Christ, the kingdom of Christ, and the body of Christ. Come into the fullness of the way, the truth, and the life in Jesus' one holy Catholic and apostolic church.